everybody. Welcome to The Real Shit with Brit and Wit. This is Whitney. And this is Brittany. And this is the podcast that's here to make you feel normal in your everyday life. Brit, okay, Wit. With us? Oh, we both talked at the same time, like usual. Um, We are so excited, you guys. Today, we have Ilana on the show. She is our guest. She's super passionate about helping other mamas navigate mamahood in a way that feels aligned and empowered. Everyone needs her in your life ladies. Healthy living is her jam. And since burning out twice already, she knows firsthand the challenges of leaning into self-care while still showing up as a present mama here to create massive impact. So Alana, say hello to our listeners. Hello. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. No, we're so excited that you're here with us. Okay. So we met Alana through Instagram, the lovely world of social media. We would never know all the incredible people we do if it wasn't for social media. Um, and her page is just incredible. She helps so many of us just learn how to live a more balanced life, honestly. And she has a book that just came out and we'll tell you all about that. We're going to dive into it. Um, it is basically an ultimate self-care guide for busy mamas. So I'm sure all of you are going, okay, where do we find this? How do we get it? We all need this in our lives. So Alana, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from and all the good things. Okay. Amazing. So I am right now in Toronto, Canada, where it's been um, like minus 20 for a couple of days. Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. That's crazy. uh, Yeah. I mean, it's been a lot with the kids being home and we kind of entered our fourth lockdown a few weeks ago. So there's just been a lot going on, right? Um, You know, it's such a long like we all have such a unique journey getting to where we are right now and for me when I look back it's like my whole entire life all the struggles all the the frustrations all the like years of suffering um I'm so thankful and grateful for because it's all shaped who I am today and really like I'm here to serve other people like I'm here to remind other women that you know Yes, motherhood and life can be hard sometimes, but we, at the end of the day, are in 100% control over our mindsets, the choices that we make, you know, how we choose to react to the things happening to us, because ultimately, that's all we have control over. So, I mean, I guess in a nutshell, my background's in holistic nutrition. I actually studied that as a result of burning out the first time in my early 20s. So this was about 15 years ago. And, you know, 15 years ago, the world was a very different place. Um, We didn't have this social media platform. We didn't have, you know, access to a lot of the the self-care, self-love. You know, like when I was going through my eating disorder in my teens, which continued well into my 20s, there was no you know, open conversation about what it was that I I really felt like I was going through it on my own. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my parents did whatever they they knew what to do. We went to see the doctor and then the doctor recommended me go to to a dietitian. And that was kind of the protocol, but there was no open forum. So, you know, it was it was hard. It was a lot to go through, but that kind of I think led me into first of all, burning out the first time. And then as a result, going to study holistic nutrition to just figure out like what the hell was going on with my body, because I had really lost all control. And um, that was the beginning of me really diving into this world of healthy living, 
really understanding that we're all so unique, right? We're not just our physical bodies, but we're also our mindset. We also, you know, have a whole spiritual, emotional aspect to us, right? And you, re- in, in order to to be healthy and to live a healthy life, you need to really focus on all those areas. So, oh my gosh, long story short, I fell in love with this world of healthy living. um, And I started my career doing that. Now I had no self-confidence. I had never dreamed of being an entrepreneur. There were certainly no jobs waiting for holistic nutritionists 15 years ago, right? When they graduated. Yeah. Um, as is, I think, the case today. But back then, there was just like, nobody even knew who we were, right? Or what we were doing. Yeah. Um, so it was it was definitely like being an entrepreneur and having to build something from nothing. But when you're somebody who has no voice, has no self-confidence, um, has just kind of come out of this very dark period, you know, with this eating disorder and social anxieties and all this stuff, it was just, it was challenging for me to even open my mind up to, to, to believe that I could do something right on my own. Anyways, it was a long journey getting to this point, but I've really leaned into, you know, everything I talk about in the book is everything that I personally experienced and learned from and taken with me on my journey. And now that I've been a mom for almost 11 years. I've really been able to put all that stuff into practice. Well, and thank you. I just want to say for sharing, you know, a vulnerable time in your life, like having an eating disorder. We had Trisha from burpees and burp cloths on years ago, and she talked all about her eating disorder and living through that and how she kind of turned it around as well in her life and is like a health and fitness coach. And that, you know, Whit and I learned a lot about the journey of, you know, going through an eating disorder. So thank you for sharing that. And when, you know, we're so sorry that you even lived that period of your life because it's just something that doesn't ever fully go away from you. You know, it's kind of like, and that's what Trisha kind of taught us is you just learn to live with, you know, that and, and, and even getting healthier, you learn to still live through all of those things. So you, you really have had an incredible journey of finding yourself and finding self-worth and self-love and, and, and now sharing how to practice those things with other women. And that's just powerful. Thank you for that. Yeah. I think that we all, I mean, eating disorders, I know that that wasn't really like the focus of today's conversation, but I feel like either we talk about the extremes, right? So we'll talk about the main ones like anorexia, bulimia and, and, or there's nothing. Right. But I feel like it's a whole spectrum. I feel like all of us to Mm -hmm. some degree, and I know this is probably controversial, but we all have some kind of dysfunctional relationship either with food, how we nourish our bodies, um, which ultimately comes down to, you know, self-care and self-awareness. But we, we don't always talk about that. Like, well, we'll talk about the extremes, right? We'll talk about the ones where you see it or the ones where, you know, people are really like struggling big time, but we're all kind of navigating some kind of dysfunction, whatever you want to call it. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Because even if it's not with food, 
right with. Like, I mean, we just, our last episode was all about my dysfunctions. You know, it's like, <laughs> like, even if it isn't food, it's like mental blockers or things that you've been through in your life that just cause PTSD and a lot of damage. And, and so like everything that you speak about and talk about and have in this guide, it's just, it's actually been a lot of my journey as well in the past, even just 10 years, like finding myself really and learning how to, you know, self-talk and affirmations. And I need to be better with the meditation in it, uh, part of it, I think, but just learning how to like, okay, Brit, like, you know, you feel better when you work out and you eat cleaner and you get some more sleep. It's almost like I have days where, and like when I'm sure, I don't know you guys as women, like, do you have days where you feel like you're just a hot mess and whether it's hormones or whatever. And then you just realize like, I am just tired. And then you go to sleep and you wake up the next morning and you almost feel like a completely different person. Like sleep is so important for us, you know, and I'm such a busy mama that it's like, sometimes, you know, Ilana, in the beginning of your book, when I read kind of how you got to this place of breaking down, um, where you're like, I was averaging a few hours of sleep a night and this and that, like, I just resonated so much with that. Cause sometimes I always think like, why am I just so exhausted and tired and feel all the things? And my husband will be like, um, babe, you sleep like four hours a night. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, and sleep is so underrated, right? Which is why I wanted to focus like, you know, one of the sections on it. Again, it's another thing that we don't really talk about. We live in this hustle mentality, right? This hustle culture where it's just like, go, go, go. And we don't value and prioritizing. We don't prioritize rest, right? Even if that's taking like a a 15, 20 minute power nap, right? During the day to like totally disconnect, you know, put away your phone. Sometimes I'll, I'll have one of those days where I I just like literally lie down on the floor in my living room just for like 15, 20 minutes if I don't go upstairs to my bed, right? Just to have a total, it's just like hitting reset, right? Yeah. On your phone or on your computer. Yeah, um, yeah I, I can't do that. I like, I, I agree with like the hustle thing. Like I can't, like if I sit down too long, I feel like I'm wasting the day. I'm wasting time. Like I, I totally like resonate with that because it is hard. Like I never unless I am truly, truly, truly exhausted, I never allow myself to nap. I never like, cause there's just always something to be done. So it is that hustle culture of like, if you're not hustling, you're the loser, you know, like instead of, I like, I feel like things are changing a little bit and people are starting to understand the self-care. It's just such a mental shift to get, to get there. Yeah. And I, I know I, I totally get that because I, I'm married to somebody who is like always go, go, go and really high energy. And it's like, for him, it's all or nothing. And if he's mm-hmm. going to nap, it's going to be like a three hour nap. And then yeah. the day is done. Right. Yeah. One of the best quotes ever, like I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan, but one of the things I don't remember exactly how he said it, but sometimes the most productive thing to do, right. Is to do nothing. Right. So for me, I always come at it from a perspective. Okay. Well, what's the most productive I can do right now. And if the most productive thing you can do is like, take a 15 minute break so that you can recharge and you can reset, as opposed to just pushing through, because I was in that place of, you know, pushing through, go, 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 I was working full time, as soon as 430 would hit the mom guilt would kick in, and I would like, rush to go pick up the kids. Like I never gave myself even five minutes right here and there, Mm -hmm. just to like, 
do nothing or just close my eyes like before going into the daycare to pick them up. And then it was a rush to come home, prepare dinner, get them ready for bed. And then it's like, you know, your day is done. And how much energy do you even have left over for you, for your husband? Right. Like I was completely drained for so long. Yes. So that's a real thing. It's like, and some days you almost feel like, and, and a lot of people say like, oh, you have six kids. I don't know how you do it, but honestly, whether you have six children or two children, right? Cause wit has two kids as well. We still feel the same thing. I have friends with one baby and they're like, how do you do this? I'm a mess. And I'm like, but I was still a mess with one baby too. It's, it doesn't mean like, because I have six kids, I have superpowers. And that's what people think. Like you might, how do you do it all? No, there are days like what you're saying, that rush, that hustle and bustle of just, okay, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And sometimes it's night. And I'm like, did I breathe today? I'm not sure. I actually took a breath. Like I will have days where I feel like that. Cause it's go, 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 go. And then mm-hmm. it's 10 PM. And finally, like everyone's been in bed. I, you know, tidied up the kitchen. I picked up some things and it's like, Oh, do I go to bed and actually sleep? Or do I take the time for Brittany? Do I sit and watch a show with my husband? Do I read a book I've been wanting to read? Do I go get a bath? It's like, we have so many things that you're just always like, I need to do it all. I don't have time for it all. And sometimes my days will feel like that. And what you're saying about just taking those moments, that's a big thing I've learned in the last year is, you know what? I'm going to just let the 25 other things on my list tonight go. And I'm going to go fill up a bathtub and I'm just going to soak in a bath and I'm going to prop my phone up with one of my dumb reality shows and take my chocolate balls up there. And I'm going to just sit in the bath for 45 minutes watching a show. And it, and it, it, it's actually really therapeutic to just go that stupid ass list can wait because that laundry is still going to be there. And those dishes are still going to be there and whatever. Cause my husband has a few days a week where he works really late. So he's not even home. So I can take him off my plate. Like, okay, I don't have to worry about like are we spending time together? That's just become my time, excuse me, of, okay, it's, it's bath time or it's whatever, you know, and it is, it's important to take those, those little moments, I think. Yeah. And I think, you know, what you were saying is when, when we're living life according to our to-do list, right. And I get it. There are days I have days where I'm like, you know, back to back work and my business and the kids and everything and the husband, right where it really does become like checking things off the to-do list, which doesn't always feel great, right? Because ideally, you know, it would be amazing to live life where we're like taking inspired action and everything is flowing, right? But there are days where, you know, that's not the reality. But I think even in that moment where you're like, okay, it's the end of the day and you could do all those things, right? That you said you were going to do. I think just checking in with yourself, taking like 30 seconds, right? to just like be real with yourself and ask yourself, okay, what's the most productive thing, one thing, right, I can do right now. And I'm saying this because I need to hear it myself sometimes. I also have like so many things on my to-do list and my Mm -hmm. goals list. And if anything, this year, especially 2022, right, like I think it's so important to just, if if you're somebody who has lots of goals or you have lots of things on your to-do list, right, whether it's 12 months out, whether it's more short term, whether it's for right now, like choose that one thing that's going to fill you up. That one thing that's going to be the most productive thing for you. 
and only you, right? Because we're we're giving to other people all day long, right? Especially as women, especially as moms, right? But how much time are we actually pouring into ourselves? And if you start living life from that place, right? Just giving yourself, even if it's like a five minute meditation, right? You're going to start filling your own cup first, right? And it's going to ease the the burden, right? And hopefully avoid your burnout. Yeah. Yeah. So Alana, tell us, um, tell us what made you decide to write a book about it? Like you've been through two burnouts and you're, you're, so you're finally getting the self-care down, you're understanding the affirmations, but what made you decide to like, I need to do this for every, every other woman out there. So writing a book was like one of my 10 year goals when I started like really jumping into personal growth and goal setting and all that stuff. Right. So it was like, it was like one of those looking good goals that I felt like, okay, I just should put on that list because I always love to write. I always love to read. And it just was something like, it, it was something that I always wanted, but I had absolutely no clue what I was ever going to write about. Right. So every year that I didn't write the book, it would just kind of carry over. Right. So for 10 years I had this goal and uh, a year ago, exactly the, all four of us, we uh, decided, okay, things were, were going, we were locking down here for the first or second time. We figured why be here where we could be in Mexico, right? Do the same exact thing. So we went down there for three months, living oh, wow. our best life. Yeah, it was amazing. And I was at a point where, like you said, like I had all the, the, the practices kind of like, not that I was an expert whatsoever, but I was living all those things. And it was, you know, part of my morning routine where I'd wake up at like 5, 530, take myself to wherever I could, turn the light on, do my meditation, my gratitude, my affirmations, my journaling. And it was one of those mornings. It was like the end of January. And I remember I took myself to the bathroom and I turned on the light because that was the only place that I could go and do my work without bothering everybody. And it was like that, you know, that voice when you hear the voice of your intuition that voice that said to me, okay, this is what you need to write the book about. It was like everything I did, that was what the book needed to be about. So all of a sudden, it's like the light bulb went out. I had, I had that clarity for the first time because that desire to write the book was there all along. I just didn't know what it was going to be. So it was like I needed to be open right? Mm-hmm. To be in a, a space where I was practicing all these things where I kept, kept myself open so that, I mean, I didn't know that I was going to get that moment of clarity that morning. It just right. happened to be that morning, right? But I think there's such an important lesson in that, right? If, if you're working towards something, maybe it is, um, you know, maybe you're working on your mindset, maybe you're working on your physical health, maybe you're working towards a career goal, um, but you're not there yet. And you you know, you're not sure when it's going to happen or if it's going to happen or what in what form it's going to happen. You just have to keep going. You just have to commit to whatever that thing is that that fires you up, right, that that you're passionate about um, and be open enough so that when it does actually, you know, manifest, when it does all come together, that you will be in that place where you'll like be listening, right, from a completely different place. So, you know, I'd never written a book before. I had this moment of clarity and I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to write. I'm just going to write everything. So I just would start like journaling everything. So those affirmations, right? I have a whole chapter in the book about affirmations. All those affirmations that morning, I wrote them all out, right? It all just came pouring out. So 
for my time that we were in Mexico, every morning as part of my morning routine, I wanted to get everything out on paper because I figured, okay, once we come back home, back to Canada, then I would figure it out, right? Then I would figure out how to write the book. I still had no clue. Like I'd never written a book. I had no clue how this was going to actually come together, but I was committed enough to, to doing it and to taking the right steps. So that was end of January, came back. Um, like everything, I started to procrastinate, right? I started to like lose that passion. Um, I also figured, okay, once I came back, I should probably like type it up in some kind of PDF document so that if I need to do something with it later, I could. So I started, I noticed, you know, like in the spring, I would almost feel this, um, this like pull, like I, I just didn't want to go to the computer. I didn't want to go to the office. I was like procrastinating really hard. I was like avoiding it, right? We all have those yes, things in our sure. lives that we know we're supposed to do that we don't. Um, and then there was a conversation that I we were driving at the end of June. It was like the end of the school year. So now six months later, it was the end of June. We were driving and my husband looked over and he's like, so what's happening with that book? Right. Cause I, at that point I didn't actually tell, like nobody knew that I was writing the book. This was something that I just wanted to do for me. And I didn't want to put it out there. I didn't want to like, like so many other goals, right. I declare them and then I miss them. And then you feel kind of like a failure. So I was like, you yeah. know what, I'm just going to write this book. And when it's done, then I'm going to put it out there. Right. So he knew kind of what I was writing but he didn't really know what it was about. So he's like, okay, well, what's happening with this book? And it was that, that one question that just kind of lit the fire. And I mean, I, I, was, I was pretty pissed because he definitely touched on something there, right? And he yes. called me out and that was like kind of uncomfortable, but I needed that in order to take action. So that the next day I reached out to a friend who is a writing coach and I was like, look, this is where I'm at. I've never written a book before. She was at a place where she was like open to working with me and um, I hired her for 30 days. It was this beautiful collaboration um, and we got it done. Like on the 30th day, we hit publish on Amazon. The book went live. It was it like that, that feeling of just, you know, accomplishing that one goal that I had wanted to to do 10 years ago. Because if I didn't hire her, another year would have gone by, right? And I would have just sat on it. And then it was like all these other excuses, like all this bullshit stuff would have just come up and I would have felt so shitty about it. So I was like, I knew I needed to just do it as scary Mm -hmm. as it was, like invest in her and get it done. So that felt amazing. I want to dive in for a second, um, just to a few little pieces of even, you know, the first little chapter of your book things that stood out to me, like at one point you had said, um, and, and I want to dive into this because I think a lot of our audience will relate to these specific things, right? Uh, here's what I discovered. She said, I was in full burnout mode. If nothing changed, nothing changed. My mental, emotional, and physical health needed to become my top priority. Those are just, um, the beginning of your three things. Right. And then she goes on to, I won't, I won't spoil what's in the book, but even just those three things right there, I think so many women get to those points where they're like, okay, I'm burnt out. Okay. I mm-hmm. have to make a change because if I don't, it's just going to keep this way, you know, or, Hey, like it's time to take care of me. And that was something that really stood out. Another thing 
that I want to share in here is she says, there's actually nothing inherently unique or remarkable about my journey. We all experience challenges, burnout, tragedy, loss, sickness, job loss, divorce, and, or sadness at some point in our lives. Very true. We are all going through very, very different things, but same things at the same time, you know, um, she says, I simply leaned into that experience and decided to let it empower me to stand up for myself, not discourage me. And I like that because that even relates like personally, there's so many times as women, right? We are so hard on ourselves about the things we go through or the, the frustrations we have, or the mistakes we make or all of that. And instead of letting it empower us and say, no, I, what can I do to better myself through this crap? We let it discourage us. Like you said, you know, we let it kind of hinder us. We, we kind of go in those, those cycles of beating ourselves up over all the things, you know, instead of going, you know what, this sucked. What I just went through sucked you know, what I just said or did was not okay. You know, I'm going to not beat myself up, but I'm going to be better, you know? And that, I think that's just something that everyone, and I don't even want to just put this on just women. I, they're men, everybody human, you know, we're all humans that need to hear this type of stuff. And I wanted to just share some of those little passages, um, And you guys, that's just a little piece of it from one page, uh, because I think people will really relate to those things, right? We all go through this stuff. So I don't know, as we're talking, I'm just kind of skimming through like, oh, I love all of this. I think there, I mean, I can speak only for myself, right? Like I remember growing up, you know, being um, so uncomfortable in my own skin, right? This was even years before the eating disorder even fully manifested and just feeling so out of place in the world, right? And feeling like, you know, life was hard, harder for me than anybody else, right? This was all stuff I just made up in my head, right? And just just from stories that I told myself. But I think that when we get to a point in our life where we realize, okay, we're all human, we're all in this together. Yes, we're all going through different variations of more or less the same stuff. Right. Right. Pretending that we need to, you know, put on this show that everything and I'm like a hundred percent guilty of this up until pretty recently, right? I think that when you own and this takes time, but when you have that self-awareness to like own who you are, all this stuff, right? It doesn't mean that any of it is necessarily, you know, okay, but when you just decide that you're gonna own all of it and lean into the lessons that come out of it so that you can then pay it forward and help others on their journey. I think that's at the end of the day, what we're all here for, right? It's not going through all those shitty things to suffer. I don't think we're meant to suffer and that's not the point of our life, right? It's to learn the lessons so that you can then gain the wisdom to then help other people on their journey. Yes. I love that. Um, wait, what do you think of, do you ever meditate or do take time to do things like that? I'm just curious. So last year, I mean, this whole COVID thing has been crazy for everyone. Right. So, um, last year I did, I started meditating. I started affirmations. However, I'm not like, I should be more set. Like I'd like to get up early and meditate and do daily affirmations and journaling and, stuff like that, but I'm just haven't gotten there. But I do find that when I'm overwhelmed, if I can sit and meditate for five minutes or 
do affirmations like that has helped my mental level, help my mental state like so much at that time of like, all right, you're in a little bit of a slump or we're overwhelmed. Let's just take five minutes. Let's meditate. And then let's just tackle everything one by one as like, what can we get? What can I get to right now that will just take one thing off my plate? So I'm not so overwhelmed. So I actually really do love, um, the meditation and the affirmations. Like I think they're super powerful, but Ilana, like if someone is starting fresh, never has never done that before. Like, where would you tell them to start? Okay. Amazing. I, you know, as you were speaking, I was even thinking like, for me, when I'm washing the dishes, that is a meditation in itself for me, right? When I'm driving, I actually use that as a form of meditation. So I think that we, especially if you're a beginner to this, like you have this image in your head of, okay, you need to like be in a dark room, completely uninterrupted, like, and you have to just stop your brain from thinking, right? Like that's not Mm -hmm. number one, that's never going to happen. And that's not really what meditation is. All it is, right. Is just taking your awareness to focus on your breathing. That's it. Right. Thoughts are going to come up all the time, right? They come up for me every single time. And I meditate every single, that's just how we are hardwired because we're humans. You're never going to stop that from happening, but it's just about taking that awareness as a thought pops up, just back to your breath right acknowledging whatever is coming up because when you do this consistently over time even if it's for like two to three minutes right before you jump out of bed in your morning in the morning before you start running through your to-do list before you start that negative mindset before you grab your phone start checking whatever it is um taking two mindful minutes just to connect to your breathing that's it that's where you start Right. And then slowly finding two minutes here and two minutes there. Maybe it's washing the dishes. Maybe it's when you're sitting and playing with your kids. Maybe it's when you're on your drive to work. Maybe it's when you're making dinner. It's just connecting to your breath. And, you know, I challenge everybody um, to find two minutes where you can, you know, not be entertained by a screen. I know where it's so easy. We're all home. We're all online and, you know, virtual learning, but to like, Give yourself a few minutes here and there to totally disconnect and just to like maybe listen to whatever's going on inside your head, right? Or just to focus on your breathing. Just start with that and see and and consistently like commit to that, doing that every day, you know, see where you are in 30 days. Like, is your, is your mood better? Are you able to handle when your kids react better, right? Like there's a very practical application. It doesn't have to be this very complicated thing. You don't have to like, you know, sign up for like a yoga retreat, like it's very <laughs> hands on and it's and it needs to be practical for us busy moms. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, right? no, I, when I like that you, you know, asked that because that's what I was thinking, because I am one of those people that think, OK, I have to have the yoga mat and be by myself and be sitting in the position and clearing my mind, which is always like a hamster wheel of thoughts. But mm-hmm. then you're talking and I'm like, oh, that is actually a thing I do. I'm doing dishes. I'm thinking, or I'm breathing or I'm whatever. So isn't that interesting how like we work things up to be so difficult in our heads, but it's really 
just that simple. Um, that's one of her areas in the, in her book, you guys has got five minutes, a daily meditation practice for calm. And I love what you say here, Alana, if there's one thing that's for sure, it's this mamas are busy between the kiddos, taking care of your household, folding laundry, working your job, cleaning, picking up groceries and cooking, trying to maintain a happy marriage with your partner, understanding your children's homework, working out to stay fit, seeing friends to be social, running a family, commuting daily, managing after-school activities while paying bills and barely getting enough sleep. Hello, that is everyone's lives, right? It's safe to assume you probably don't have more than five minutes to spend some sacred time on you. Am I right? Well, here is some much needed permission. Five minutes per day to sit in silence is literally all you need to start your journey. Ah, I love that. I love it because everything you listed, that's just the thing, right? Like even if you're a stay-at-home mom, I know so many mamas that are like, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. They say, I'm just a stay-at-home No, you get that mentality out of you right now, because that is the hardest job. That is the hardest job is being that stay at home mom, whether you have one kid or six, but then you add on careers on top of it. Like just because you're a career woman wit, don't you feel like you still, you're still a mom at home. You're still a stay at home mom, but also have that career. Like, you know what I mean? You're doing all the things and, or, you know, maybe you're, you, you're at home with the kids, but then you have like your business that you do through social media or, you know, all the little businesses that you can do from home and things like that. Like your list just describes, I think every single woman and mom's feelings like, yeah, yes. Praise girl. That's all the things we do. (laughs) And we don't allow ourselves just five minutes a day sometimes. So I just, and I I just want to add this, you know, we are, we're conditioned to think this. Okay that we need to have enough money or time or privilege or access or education in order to do the things we want to do so that we can be and and be that person that we want to be. Right. But it's actually the reverse, right? We need to be who we want to be right now. We need to embody that. Right. So if Mm -hmm. you're somebody struggling, right. And you're overwhelmed and you're frustrated and you're uninspired, you need to, find minutes here and there in your day to embody, right? What it means to be more energized, what it means to be, you know, empowered, what it means to be um, excited about life in order for you to then do and have whatever it is you want to have. It's just flipping that, that mindset that we've been conditioned to have, but it all starts with being right. Like we're so focused on doing and going through that to-do list and like, you know, checking mm-hmm. everything off. Right. And it's hard. Like I, like I get it. I'm in the same, some of my, some of my days, it's just me doing, 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 but how can you tap into who you're being for you first before everybody else? Right. Cause everybody else usually comes first, but how can you tap into who you're being so that you can then show up as that person you always wanted to be? Yeah. Well, something Whit and I talk about a lot too, is I don't even think just taking five minutes for yourself, but a lot of us struggle with even taking that time for our kids. You know, we think, Oh, I've got this and this and this and this, this. Okay. We'll play after mom does this. We'll play after mom does this. And then all of a sudden it's bedtime and you're, they're like, mom, we didn't play this. And you're like, okay, tomorrow. I promise. I mean, how many of us moms just like constantly are putting things off. And Whitney, we talked about it one time. And she's like, sometimes if I even just 
say, okay, I'm going to just take 10 minutes to go play kitchen or play this or play that. She's like, you know, we both have a similar age kids, four and five years old. These little girls, they're as happy as can be. Even if you just took 10, 15 minutes and sat and just devoted that time to Play-Doh or kitchen or babies or whatever it is, they don't understand time. So 15 minutes to them, they're like, oh, mom played with us. And then we get back to her. And that doesn't that sound terrible that we have to block out 15 minutes for our kid. But some days is just like that. Because yeah, I mean, that's also true. So do have to run a household? You know, we do, do have, have that checklist. We do still. have. Yeah. So sometimes it is hard to take away from like, okay, I've got 50 things on the list. Like it is hard to say, I'm going to carve out 10 minutes, even though it's just in the grand scheme of things, it's just 10 minutes. And that's, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, playing with your kids is what really matters, but it's hard yeah. sometimes when you've got that checklist. Yeah. So I want to throw out there for the, the mamas that feel so busy, they don't even know how to spend that time. This is what I've learned over the past few years. I will you guys, cause I do, I, I have a very overwhelming life with as many kids and things to do. And, and I work and all the things, right. Um, I've learned this. I can't have a perfectly clean home every single day. <laughs> I can't have all my laundry folded and put away every single day. I can't, you know, be the most perfect, you know, person in working outing, working out and eating healthy every single day. You just can't do it all every single day. So I have learned to, in some areas you have to do your best. I think that's an important thing, right? Do your best in some of those areas. If you didn't eat super perfect the way you wanted to today, get back on it tomorrow. If you missed your workout today, get back on it tomorrow. You know what I mean? Even if it's just, you go outside and take a walk, do that. Okay. Um, and I've been hard on myself for years if I'm not perfect every single day in all the things. And so I've had to learn like, you know what? One day a week is going to be my cleaning day to where I actually go through my entire house and just clean it from top to bottom. And Hey kids, today's cleaning day. Nothing else is happening. Today's cleaning day. That way, the rest of the six days a week, I'm not every single day like, okay, mom just has to get this done and this and this and this and this, and then we'll do this. Right. Also, I think balancing time with each one of your kids is very important. So whether I've, I've really beat myself up on that. And I know we've talked about that too. Like, do I devote enough time? Do I devote enough time to everybody? Like you said, Alana, like as women, we're constantly doing for everyone else, right? Do we devote enough time? I've had to, this is what you can do, right? If you are someone like me who does have multiple kids or even two children or whatever, schedule out, even if it's one day a month to have that date day or that date night with that individual child. So once a month, I will do an individual thing. Even if it's just with one of my teenage daughters, Hey, let's go grab a coffee and get our nails done. Let's go walk through target and grab a a soda drink somewhere. And they think that's the best time ever right? It was that easy. You know, if the kid, if it's the little ones devote even 30 minutes of your data, just sit down uninterrupted, not on your phone, playing, whatever it is with that child, it's going to make a huge difference in your life. These are just things from my busy mama world that I've learned how to balance, or I'm going insane feeling like I can't do all the things, you know? So I, I love just how you, how you're focused in your book on, us, right? Because I think we as moms, this is all going around on the hamster wheel of thoughts. And I like how you're kind of just, how do I want to, you're, you're focusing on you, right? As mom and how do we feed it? Cause you can't feed everybody else in your life and nourish everyone else. If you're 
malnourished and you're not taken care of. So I just think this is just another piece of what all of us need in the puzzle. And I want to go through really fast for the listeners. Um, we're going to tell you, Alana's going to tell you how to, where to find her book, how to get this. We're also going to do a giveaway you guys on our Instagram. If you do not follow us, go over and follow us with, what is our handle? Uh, <laughs> of course <laughs> you'd ask me that. Um, it is a uh, real shit with Britain Wynn. I always forget if there's a the in there. So I know. go follow us real shit with Britain wit Alana. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, Instagram is the best place. It's just my name. Okay. So at, at Alana Okay. And we'll share that on our notes of the episode as well, but you guys, we're going to do a, a joint giveaway for her book. Um, and just some of her table of contents. So, you know what you're getting, right? She talks about the moment, everything changed and how she got into this. We talk about meditation, gratitude, journaling, affirmations, visualization, reading, let's get moving, staying hydrated. She talks a lot about staying hydrated and clean eating. And it's so important. Um, stop trying to be everything to everyone, right? That's such a huge one. Let go of what doesn't serve you. We didn't even dive into this half of the book. Um, you know, finding joy in the journey, listening and following your intuition, how to show up when you don't feel like it. How important is that one? You guys, (laughs) Yeah. The first, I'll say the first part of my, the first part of the book is like my morning routine that I really wanted to share. And I really like, that was what the whole intention of the book was to share that so that, you know, whoever's reading it can take something really tangible and put that into action. And then the second half of the book is pretty much like the biggest lessons I've learned along the way since, since becoming a mom And it's kind of like everything I wish I knew back then when I was starting. Don't you ever feel like, oh my gosh, if only I knew then what I know now, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Whit and I both, because we have like older girls too. We're always like, eh, they were our guinea pig. We didn't know. Yeah, start somewhere, but... But no, I just wanted to share some of the things because we, we, we are, um, you know, wrapping up our episode here and we didn't even dive into some of this, but these are really powerful for us women, um, especially letting go of what doesn't serve us. That's been a big one I've had to learn in my life. And, and, and anyway, your book, Ilana is amazing. You guys, there's areas in it to journal. I mean, she leaves you space to write down your thoughts. She has questions. It's a, it's a very interactive book. The book. Yeah, it is interactive. It's amazing. You guys, everyone needs it. Like Britt said, we're going to give one book away, um, to a lucky winner. So watch for that on Instagram. And if you don't win, or you're like, I just need my hands on this book right now, because honestly, we all need our hands on this book right now. Go on Amazon and get this book. Everyone, everyone needs it. Honestly, especially with the fourth lockdown with COVID, with being home with kids, like learning the self-care, learning, you know, the meditation, the stuff that's going to help you stay sane during this time, I think is also so important. We're going to take that with us. So Alana, we are so grateful for you to be here. And, um, I think just women to women, like girl, you rock, like even just going through your journey, finding yourself writing a book and helping others. That's an incredible thing that you are doing. So we just love you. Thank you for being on the show today. Do you have any like last words or thoughts you want to throw out to our listeners? 
Oh my goodness. This was so fun. And I love social media because of this, right? Because Mm -hmm. we connect with other amazing like-minded moms and women that probably if it wasn't for this, we wouldn't have even connected with, right? And just the fact that we have this open forum and I'm super thankful and grateful to both of you for you know, putting it out there, because I'm somebody who like loves to collaborate. And I love to do these lives and podcasts and like talk about real stuff. And, you know, if if the book can impact one person, amazing, then it was all worth it. Um, So I'm just so, you know, thankful and grateful that I've been through whatever I've been through so that I can be at this point right now where I can now pay it forward and help other other moms, other women navigating it, because there's a lot to navigate these days. And um and yeah, I'm, I'm excited because there is a kind of a follow-up book that it's, I haven't started writing it yet. Oh, but that's it exciting. Is, I'm probably like, I want to give this year to just like really focus on this book and see where this goes. I am doing a really cool virtual event um, on February the 4th, focusing on this book really specifically. Um, but there is something, something coming in the next year. Yay. Well, that yes. just means we're going to have a part two with you then. <laughs> I think we need to have a part two and talk about, you know, letting the things go that don't serve you. Like that's huge. We should definitely do a whole topic on that. All right. We really should. We'd love to have you back on the show again, Alana. You're incredible. Um, and trust me, you're going to help way more than one person with this book. So (laughs) you guys until next time, let's keep it real.